Hello, everyone. We're live for the first time with the Zion experience. So I've got Drew Eubank. This is the first time we've done it, so we're, we're going to work through it. But I've got Drew Eubank, who's on with us, one of our uh, co-founders and the EVP of Project Delivery. And then we've got Chuck and Jordan Frank sitting together in, in a room, um, also co-founders and just really focused on the the front side of the sales and solution and, and business development side of, of Zion. So we're we're very excited to have people on. We don't know who's on yet. So if you're on, we can only see when you're on if you put in the comments. Uh, and we're going to switch over to to this just so you all can see. So if you have a comment or if you've joined us, we see I see Kevin O'Neill out there. We're, we're glad to have Kevin O'Neill on with us. And if anybody else is on, if you go to the comments and just uh, say hi to us. We, we'd love to know who's out there listening. Um, we're going to go through a couple different questions today uh, and just kind of free flow, free, free flow. We've got technology trends we want to talk about and just a, just a, a few questions that we'll, we'll ask the team, get some thoughts on and hopefully share some, some thought leadership, some trends in the, in the industry and what we're seeing, some of the partners we're working with, what our customers are asking for. Uh, and then we're going to go through and, and also talk about we had a we had a go live this week that's gone extremely well and we want to share what's up Adam Cropper we see you out there uh, we're going to share with you all just the Zion project life cycle how we go through and and what success looks like to us how we feel like you get to the finish line of a go live and and a go live day and some of the the best practices that you go through doing it so if you're on. Join us, put a comment. I'll say that throughout. And uh, I think, guys, we, uh, we'll we go real quick. Drew, you got anything, any opening comments you want to you wanna leave with? And then we'll just go to, to Chuck and, and Jordan. No, I think this is awesome. It's cool to be able to do something like this, right? I mean, we, uh, we wanted to be different, and hopefully this is something different. And you have to listen to us talk a little bit about things that may or may not matter. But hopefully we uh, get to experience more of who we are. Most people who join and probably know who we are, but those who don't get to it's a little bit deeper behind underneath the hood a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, Jordan, you all got anything opening comments? Sure. sure. It's exciting. You know, seeing that opening video, it's uh, kind of when we first got things going, it kind of brought back some good memories and exciting. It's crazy that that was almost a year and a half ago now. Um, so anytime we get an opportunity to get on here and just talk and share our thoughts is something that I, I certainly enjoy and, um, probably talk a little too much at times, but can't help it. So I'm excited to get into it and, and interact with our viewers and see how it goes. Ditto all that. Just excited to be here. It's pretty cool. We're a very uh, easy group. So, you know, those that are on, you know, you, most of you probably know us, but we're just, we're just, we hope to be good people just, just trying to educate and share and, and, and learn as we go. So uh, really excited about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you hit it. So it, it brought back some memories, Jordan, going back to you. I don't, I don't know that we've been on video, the four of us together. And we like, if anybody, most that do know us know the chaos that ensues when the four of us get in a room together and just, <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to take, but at some point, all four of us are going to try to interject our opinion and uh, we'll be talking. So we just, we, we've got that chemistry between us. It's been it's been 14 to 18 months since we really put Zion together and what what Zion is becoming, the vision that we have, which is deliver memorable experience, deliver memorable experiences and guide intelligent change. 
Um, and we took a lot of time to really say, who do we want to be? What do we want to be down the road? That's our vision. And then just our mission was how do we get together and, uh, you know, build up others, serve others, inspire others, put all of our industry knowledge together into guiding that intelligent change. So it's always good to get together. Lab's a little different. We've uh, we've been doing a, the Zion experience recorded, which is a, a little bit safer than live, but we're here. We're all about taking some some challenges and Drew said it being different. So thank you all for being. I see Adam Cropper out there. I'm a good buddy, Adam Cropper. Um, hadn't talked to Adam in a while, but good to see you. We got a LinkedIn user. Uh, I don't see the name on it, but said morning guys. I'm glad to see you. Reagan's out there. Reagan's uh, someone that's going to start with Zion next week. So you all will see that. Our buddy Christian Seymour's on and and then we got our good friend Gary Cash from Matthews Automation. Uh, he's on as well. So, guys, why don't we uh, why don't we just get started? I think people are, are wanting to see what we're going to talk about. We're going to leave these slides up there, and I'll go through it as people are joining. Um, hey, Jamie, we got you out there. Thank you uh, for joining, and and everybody. We we can't see who joins. Just to to repeat that again. But if you add a comment, if you've just joined us, um, add comments. Please put in your questions and thoughts. We've got Jacob uh, McMillan, who's uh, we called him the the Wizard of Oz behind the scenes here. He's going to be gathering all the questions and guiding us a little bit as as we go through some of this conversation. But the first topic, it's probably on everybody's mind. You see it everywhere. It's called tech. It's technology trends. Um, I saw a quote yesterday from Mark Anderson, and uh, he said he was trying to respond to just artificial intelligence and AI. And I think technology can mean a lot of different things. And I'm excited to hear um, the team's version of what they think the trends are. But uh, Mark said yesterday, just to kind of calm some people's fears about this latest, one of the latest trends, which is AI and what's it gonna do? We're seeing it everywhere. He said, technology empowers people to be more productive. Uh, it's causes, it causes prices for existing goods and services to fall. It increases wages, so it's going to drive wages up, and that in turn generates economic growth, which we're all interested in, and it generates job growth um, while motivating the creation of new jobs and new industries. So I'm excited to hear your all's opinions of technology trends, and I'll just kind of start with Chuck and Jordan and just say, you, you all see the questions as kind of a guide on on, on the screen here is what are some of the techno technology trends? I can't say that word in the material handling. Technological, you can do it, technological <laughs> trends. Anybody that knows me knows I can't pronounce a darn thing. So that's okay, I own it. But what are some of the trends you all are seeing in the material <laughs> handling industry right now? So Jordan, you and Chuck just kind of kick it off. Right. Yeah, so this is a fun question and it's certainly a question that we get a lot. Um, when it comes to technology industry, you know, some people have asked this question for a lot, a lot of time. Some people have a lot of different answers, and I think we talk about it a lot, but it's because it's important. And technology, some people define as robotics or goods-to-person systems. Other people view technology as software, whether that be labor management, a warehouse execution system, or a high-powered warehouse management system. Point is that technology is all around us in everything we do. And I would say historically, when new technology was being introduced to the market at the consumer at the consumer level, it didn't really affect us in warehousing too, too much. There was a standard, there was conveyor, there was racking, there was high-speed sortation. There was kind of a, a model that we would go to and you would change the amount of conveyor, you change the amount of sorters, 
whatever you would need to do. Now, what I think is really, really cool about this industry is as technology is being released to the general public or consumers, we're starting to learn how to adapt that quickly into the distribution world. So as an example, Apple, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm not a huge fan of Apple, but they did uh, release a pretty cool augmented reality um, type of glasses as a, as a competitor to the HoloLens that Microsoft has and Google Classic Google has. And I can guarantee you that there's already companies out there that are finding out ways to take that consumer product and commercialize it in the distribution center to help with picking, to help with packing, to help drive productivities. So some of the trends that we are seeing, well, that's saying a lot, is certainly focused on how do we have a low-cost option to enter into the distribution world that requires minor modifications. So how can we adapt our existing um, facility to work with that technology? So as an example, when it comes to providers like um, like Google Glass, there's companies out there that will say, what's your current picking process? Let me help enhance that with some glasses. When it comes to goods to person technology, we're partnered with High Robotics, um, who's a very cool company um, that's really all over the world. And they've looked at the distribution center and said, how do we simplify it? How do we take out all these different pick paths, all these different pick types? How do we take the cases that they currently have today and store them at the case level. So really what we're seeing is that we're able to simplify the distribution center by leveraging technology that's being released. So just to circle back to the question, and then I'll, then I'll pause and, and move on, the, the technology trends that I'm seeing is that technology has continued to be used in all different areas of the warehouse. If I try to tell you and sell you on a, a particular technology that is trending, it'll be a new trend in two months. Right. So what we do is make sure we're staying on top of that, continuing to educate on it um, and staying abreast of what technology is being released. I'll call us there. Yeah, I just, I just piggy, piggyback on that that says, you know, I've, I've been around the longest of the four of us. And it's, it's crazy just how if you go back 10 years ago or if even 15 years ago, I can remember when, you know, high speed sortation was the introduction of a sliding shoe sorter and can you convey poly bags and in our world we do a lot of work with the 3pl in the 3pl world and they have a three to five year contractual agreement and their ability to have a capex spend to put in that kind of technology was was limited it just that you had a you have to be able to have a client come in and potential of not bringing that client back and if that happens then will my my expenditure of equipment Will it work for the next client? Well, in today's world, uh, you know, it's just we, we, for the most part, start off with just simply looking at. Can you guys hear me okay? Because we lost our connection in here. Yeah. So hear me all right? I know it's it's cool. going it's it's starting to lag yeah. a little okay, bit, cool. but it's going good. Yep. Okay. Good. Gotcha. So so uh, the point of all of that is that you know we, right now when we work with a, a lot of our three PL providers and they're still looking at maybe a three to five or a five to seven year contractual agreement. We, we immediately are starting off with, you know, a cross belt order or a tilt trace order, or we're working with, you know, covariant and uh, just anything that we can do to complement the human. There's just some things that humans always going to be able to do at least, at least for now, but where we have such high end technology and automation and systems that are 30, 40, $50 million that are being proposed. Um, and it's not, it's not just a nice to have. It's just, it's, it's, it's awesome that we've got the goods to person or the, 
the, the, all the robotics that are out there. And in, in our world, we see multiple technologies, four or five different technologies, different OEMs that are coming into play. And we see different different ways of bringing product to a client based upon the, the complement of a multi-client multi environment. So uh, all the things that Jordan already talked about, it's just, it's fun for us now to, to be able to, to look at really six months and you see what's coming and you need to be ready to adapt that and deploy that because in 18 months to two years, it'll be a, a commodity type item because there's something else that's colder, faster, quicker uh, coming along. So um, just, yeah, it's a fun time to be in our space. I think, I think something that popped up this morning, we were talking to an OEM, I won't say who, you know, COVID really blew us forward five years and three months, right? Everybody's all of a sudden, I got to figure out a way to be more competitive, you know, be able to keep churning revenue. And so a lot of companies popped up with similar technologies, right? So it's kind of like the pickup truck and you had your Dodge or Ford, your Chevy or your Honda, whatever, wherever it was and everybody had one. And I think there's starting to be a realization that we have to be different with some of our OEMs. I can't just be the same thing somebody else is. And at one point in time, you know, we used to joke about you have robot companies that are robot companies and you have software companies who have robots. And there was a, there was a true distinction, right? Um, more and more I'm reading how companies are starting to find their hedgehog. If you go back to the book, good to great, remember the hedgehog, the one thing you're great at, you're starting to see more focus in the last six months where a lot of these OEMs are realizing, hey, I can have 50 products and be okay at them. But if I have one or two things I do exceptionally well, I'm gonna be better off. And uh, that's exciting because it simplifies it for us to be able to go in and actually solution it, install it, make sure it works, make sure things happen the right way. Um, and so that's an exciting trend I've seen just pop up recently, especially, you know, out of the COVID, uh, the COVID hustle that hit us for 24, you know, 30 months after, uh, after we all got locked down for a little while. Yeah, I think you all both have good points. You can tell who our sales team is. The, the Frank combo, the Frank combo went went strong and solid, and then uh, good good point. So I think Jacob McMillan's got a, a comment. Everybody can see this because as we're talking technology, I spent about an hour this morning understanding this technology because we're live today, and we wanted to know how we could interact best with our audience, and so we're learning as we go. Um, and just he says, how do you think automation companies can stay ahead of the constant innovation in the space? Uh, I'll, I'll kick off real quick and then maybe you all just rapid fire answers, right? How do you think? Keep it, keep it brief, keep it to the, to the point. But Chuck says constantly, cause Chuck's just really good with words. And um, I always pick up on this, but he has good sayings and the world is changing every day. It's changing faster than we know it. And I think we're in the middle of a, of an iPhone type moment with AI and what machine learning is going to turn into and how software is going to redefine our industry. Um, I still think it's pretty far off. So I'm, I'm, I'm more of that five, 10 year view down the road. But I think the best way that companies can keep up with this is just always be curious. Don't wait. You can either be a early adopter or you could be a fast follower or you can stand on the sidelines and let everybody else do it. And then it's going to pass you by. So I don't necessarily think depending on your size, you know, your, your company. Um, you got to have the right partners because these technologies can't be brought together by one group. Um, they're, they're just changing so fast. Why would you not work with multiple, multiple partners in terms of let somebody like a systems integrator go out and, and see the best of, of breed, see where these technologies work best. But 
but be a fast follower at minimum. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be that early adopter. Uh, Europe's a very much an early adopter type of culture. The U.S., until pre-COVID at least, was very much a slow to a fast follower. And um, so that's that's my view on it. And we're constantly, just a, just a little plug for Zion, how we keep up with it is we've got different partner channels that we call it. And so once a, once a technology is proven and in place, and I said, be brief and look, look at me, you all. So you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got partner channels. Once it's a traditional systems, already a proven technology, we put it in one bucket and we know it and we learn it inside and out. But then we are always looking at the future, robotic and technology partners. And we're constantly having conversations. We have it multiple times a month with new technologies that are out there who's solving the problems a different way. So that's my point and just... I know I went too long, but you all don't get to do that. So rapid fire, starting with Drew. I think we're, we're trying to do that by, you know, we're talking to a couple of humanoid companies. They're coming. Like there's going to be the jet moment here in the next five years where a humanoid brings you something, whether it's food, a box, a package, or anything else. So being able to sit in the room and talk with those really intelligent folks about what they're thinking, they don't understand our space. They want to enter our space. You know, just having those conversations and being prepared as as prepared as you can be for it before it hits so you can understand how it's going to impact, you know, our, our segments and our industry and how we can help our customers with it. Yeah, I think, you know, the how-to about, as Jimmy was saying, and, and to come along with Drew saying, you know, so again, here's a nugget. We're trying to, we're just trying to share, you know, Zion's little world, but a nugget for everybody out there. It's like, okay, that sounds great. There's a lot of stuff that's out there. So what we have is in the four of us, we all have our skill sets and we have what's, what, what feeds us and what we like doing and the passion. And what we what we try to do is the four of us is get into those silos. The silo that we're talking about right now is Jimmy's silo. Jimmy likes that new technology. He loves to go out. He drives us absolutely bonkers and crazy because every day he's like, hey, look at this new technology. Hey, look at this new technology. But the cool thing is, it's like the three of us get together and we're like, Dang, somebody's got to slow him down. But we follow that up with Jimmy scheduling time for the for us to get on a call with that with that provider. And then they're they're way out there. They may be three to five years before they're gonna be ready for the market. But the cool thing is we know it and we see it coming. And so we're able to at least educate and talk to our customers about that. So we make a really big focus, Jimmy, Jimmy specifically, on looking for those new technologies. And then, and then we try to partner with those guys and be like, hey, guys, if you're going to go to market with that, this is what we think the market would look like and how you would go to market. So we spend a fair amount of time uh, you know, with, with uh, individuals within the organization to, to stay focused and, and stay current on that. So there is a... There is a means to our madness and a process that we follow to make sure that we do stay. But it was an awesome question, comment. Yeah, my, I will keep it brief, but Jimmy, you mentioned earlier, there was a phrase, be curious. When you're walking through a warehouse and you say, wouldn't it be nice if, don't stop there, right? Look for the technology, look for that trend, look for that opportunity within that distribution center to set yourself apart. It can be hard to take you some time. You'll have to be creative. But if you just start looking and saying, wouldn't it be nice, you'll find yourself in a better position than you potentially are today. I'm trying to do like four things at once, but I was getting to Chad. I think Chad Howard uh, from a That's sister a company, RMH. Thanks to Chad for being on, man. We 
we love your company. We, we, uh, Tom's part of our board, talk to your brother, Ryan, talk to you all the time. So thanks for the question, but question just really quickly, maybe Drew, you take this, what should smaller distribution facilities consider when they're growing quickly, they need to automate, but they don't really have the millions to spend. So how would you, how would you slow walk into technology change? Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's thinking of the commercial aspect, right? As a service is a big deal now. And it might pay a little bit more than you would if you capitalized it, but I can get in and get out and potentially get upgrades by taking the robot or, or software or technology as a service, right? And be able to introduce it and at the same time scale up. You can start with one item and then gradually, as you learn it, move up to something else in 24 months instead of trying to bite the whole apple off in one bite. And, you know, we've, it's hard, right? It's hard to do uh, overall when it comes to robots and software. You know, we, we joke about all the time how somebody does a RAS model on a robot now, it's obsolete in 36 months. So <laughs> how does that work? But I think, but what it does is it keeps us having the conversation of how to continue to help those smaller distribution centers get better, how to introduce a little bit, right? Proof of concept systems, put in something that's gonna help you incrementally for a low amount of capital that you can get up and going in six months. If it provides the benefit, guess what? You just open your cash flow for a bigger investment, a bigger expansion later. So those are, those are a couple of things we see, especially with these, you know, we have one of our first clients is really small, right? What do we do? We did some basics when we talked about going with a follow me robot type model to help introduce something that's proven to help get around the warehouse, but not jump into the deep end of the pool when it comes to technology and cost. That's right. And I think it's a different question too, if you're going Brownfield versus Greenfield, those are two Very distinct, much. you know, we, we're living in the future a lot of times, or at least I do, Chuck, Chuck called that out. I'm living in the future of what technologies are coming at us, but they're still basic blocking and tackling point-to-point -point AMRs, proof of concepts. We've got two partners today that are that are going to market with proof of concept, high robotics um, and adverb technologies um, are both going to where they can get you an entry point and you just, you find, I mean, it could be something simple as a point-to-point -point AMR. It's not getting into your technology ecosystem. So there's a lot of good ways you can get in and, and certainly there's brownfield and there's greenfield. So brownfield, you've got an existing operation you got interjected into it. I won't assume ever, but most people know that. But and in Greenfield, you're trying something new. Well, I, I, I think our nature is be a little conservative. See what's working. Do your homework. Go see it. Go visit. Go look at it. But good, good response. Great question. I saw our friend Heather, Heather Carroll's out there. She uh, she uh, put the put the comment up, Jacob, that Heather said. She said, "There we go." Told you, we're getting it. Look at this. We're like pros at this new technology. <laughs> I can't pronounce the word still, but we're pros at it. And, uh, she said that uh, uh, RAS, robots as a service solutions, allow for keeping the tech and solution up to date with the latest enhancements and releases. So we're all familiar with the latest release. You know, Apple iPhone, Jordan's not a fan, but I am. I've had an iPhone since the day it came out or very soon after. And you get your system update after they do their big new Evolve. And, that's what robots as a as a service offers for you and a lot like Gary Cash who's on the ability to be in the cloud and have updates and enhancements and that's where the world's going is is software is going to continue to evolve software will always be something that's enhancing and changing so, so guys and let's uh, I'll, I'll give it out so if you're new if you just joined us if you're on if you if you if you don't comment we don't know you're out there but great for everybody out there uh, I think we have one more question maybe 
uh, Jacob, before I turn the page from, from maybe Erica Gaddy. Erica said, do you think AI is the main driving trend or do you see other large trends in the material handling industry right now? And I'll take this because I'll answer. I, I think AI is still far off. I think there's a lot of excitement with AI. I don't think we know um, the, the full capabilities of AI. But if you, if you fast forward five years, artificial intelligence and machine learning is absolutely going to be in our industry. There's no way it can't be. Uh, Jordan spent some time with chat GPT. I've spent time with both that and BARD. Uh, we're evaluating. One of the things we do is we, we bring on and support uh, interns, uh, which is Eric is one of our interns. So we support that and are having them research and stay ahead and say, where can we use AI? Nahida, who we're a part of, great organization. Uh, shout out Liz Richards or any of the Nahida group that's on is they had a speaker there that Jordan and I were able to sit and listen to what its future point of view of what is AI going to do in our industry? And um, it's coming. So, Jordan, you look like you might want to yeah, jump in me, real quick for a well, page. Yeah, I think just, you know, with AI, I mean, I think a lot of people think AI, they think the humanoids, they think the chat GPT and other things. But I would, I would argue that artificial intelligence and machine learning is already in our industry. You know, I'm going to give a plug. We have Heather Carroll here. Heather works for... Covariance, which is a very, very cool company that is leveraging AI and machine learning to better their products every day. And that's where the RASP model really comes into play because it's allowing everybody to take place in the enhancements that are being made through the machine learning powered by their brain, which is a very sophisticated vision software system. So, you know, I do think AI is a major trend, will continue to be a trend. And I think it's going to be something that takes us a step further, not only helping us with internal issues or problems, through leveraging ChatGPT or other AIs like that. But I also feel that as the humanoids do come into play, um, that's when that's that to me is that's AI at its finest, right? I would agree with Jimmy. It's not here yet, but it will be. And it's I think, too, if you look at it from that perspective, Jordan, is ChatGTP is a tool, right? So it's, it's, it's a bunch of inputs. And the newest updates, what, 500 billion connections of inputs or whatever to find information, whatever the magic number is. Where it's really going to make us beneficial is we'll be able to solve problems quicker using AI and figuring out how to solve things solutions-wise and how to quickly adapt integration layers for software that used to be complex and take months. We're going to really cut that down, which is beneficial to us, it's beneficial to the end user, and ultimately the consumer who's going to pay for that time of that product. So it's, we're, I think we're dangerously close to being on the edge of a breakthrough from a software perspective, especially. Hardware is yeah. a little different, right? It's got some things, but software-wise, I mean, just think if you could deploy a full system in a month because you had all your integration was built based upon an output, and all you're doing is minor modifications. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's that far, that's that far away or unrealistic. Great questions, great, great responses. Really appreciate the input. A couple other people joined. I missed them on the comments. Uh, Mitch Smith, we see you out there, brother. Good to have you on. Rod Webb. We still love conveyor, Mitch. We still love conveyor too. So we <laughs> yes, we do. Right. Machine learning is going to work. It's going to help conveyor get smarter. And you know, Hytro already has some of the smartest conveyor out there as far as how you can can control it and use it and sort it. Just an excellent person, excellent company. So glad to have you. And then Rod Webb, we see you coming to us from Oklahoma City. Hope you're doing well, my friend. And uh, the big guy waved at you, so we're we're looking forward uh, to seeing you more. And um, 
Yeah. What, what else, Chuck, were you going to jump in and say something? You got, you got that look on you. I was just going to go back to the previous question to make sure that we, you know, that the question that was about, you know, what do you do if you have a smaller distribution network and you don't have the millions of dollars to spend, you know, another, just, just we're, we're here talking about technology, but it's absolutely okay. And we still have several clients and customers that are in this situation and we totally get it and respect it. But, you know, it's, it can be as basic as that you're out there and you're doing a, you're doing a discrete order pick. You may be doing with a shopping cart walking through in, in paper pick, right? So don't, don't lose sleep on the fact that, oh, my gosh, the world's changing so fast. And if I don't deploy technology, it may not exist. We don't think that's the case. What we would do is, hey, look at that and say, well, have you ever thought about a batch pick? And a batch pick could just be a cluster cart, and it could have 12 totes on it. And now instead of picking the one order, I hit a location and maybe I'm grabbing items to fulfill five or six items. And it's a little larger cart. And I'm still going to an ergonomic workstation and I'm still packing it out. And I still may manually put it onto a pallet. Nothing wrong with that. That's okay. So uh, as we talked about, we've got Matthews in the film that, that has the software we work with to do that. So there's an optimization opportunity within a, uh, any fulfillment distribution center to allow us to be able to look at it, to allow you to look at it. Um, and there's, there's nothing wrong with those technologies. It will get you to the next level. And then along with that, what, what we always challenge our customers with, it's like, hey, let's go. Let's go look at five or seven years down the road. And what if your growth is a 200 300%? So whatever we do today, let's make sure that it's not throwaway capital for tomorrow. But at the same time, don't spend the money today because no disrespect, but tomorrow may never come. So. Let's defer that capital as long as we can. And, and that's where we partner best with our customers to help with that education. But uh, totally, totally cool with, I don't need all this technology and it may not be you know, right for me. And we get that. So just wanted to share a little bit more on the inside of just what we see out there on the lower end of things. That's what I think works best about us is we get super excited and go down one path and then we kind of pull back to the center and Chuck reminds us or one of us reminds each other because at our core, our vision is to guide intelligent change. And I think one of the things at Zion we do and we try to do and, and we're, we're very proud of doing is we don't go in and push partners' products. We don't go in with that mindset. We go in in the discovery phase and, and we try to see what problems need solving for the customer we're sitting in the room with. And those problems could be really big problems. They could, they, they could require goods to person. They could require the latest technology. They could require million dollar investment. But if those problems are simply a process change, we just did it. We've got a customer that we're consulting. We were able to, to find almost a half million dollars of process changing by changing three processes in their current system and how they're handling the product in. So we don't go in looking for a problem to solve. We go in and look and see what problems need solving. And then we have a partnership or a partner group or a partner um, program and partners i'm saying partners like 55 times but i couldn't find, I couldn't find <laughs> we, gotta have, we gotta have something yeah. to follow up on and kind of you know after it's all over and done with jay shaw you need to work on partners <laughs> we'll get you later that's okay so once we we do then we go back to our partners and say how do we solve this best how do we guide that change and uh and do do that so um i've got a couple other questions coming in we're at about 35 minutes i really want to spend time because the other thing I get really excited about is going live and what we do with our customers. So um, Lauren, Lauren had asked out there, I'll hit them really brief. So what advice would you give, uh, Jacob, you might be able to bring it up. What advice would you give to industry professionals 
so they prepare themselves for these changes and trends. And I think you just got to educate, soak in as much as you can, have as many conversations, go to the site visits. The advantage we have as a systems integrators, we see people doing all different levels of investments. So we get to do a lot of site visits. We walked a lot of concrete floors. We get to see a lot of different places. So educate yourself, ask the tough questions, go see people that are using the technology, turn over what you need to turn over and then and have, have advisors. It doesn't have to be us. Uh, there's plenty of work out there for everybody, but have a team that that's what they do, a company that that's what they do every day. Um, do yourself that favor. So and join a team that does it. So education, get thought leadership, attend more lunch and learns like this. And then Mitch, uh, Mitch sent us a, uh, a question as too, is he, do we, does Zion offer financing options for robots as a service solutions? And the answer is yes, we do. Um, we've got a couple of partners we've already talked to. So we've got that available to us. Some of our current partners already have it as part of their program. So we don't see problems. We, we don't really see a problem with that Mitch. We, we see it as, like not every robot as a service offering is going to be the same, uh, depending on the situation you're going into. Uh, sometimes it may not make sense to go through Zion for that. There's times when it doesn't and we'll guide the right change with you all. But we certainly, um, a majority of the time, we can help and be that conduit and orchestrate that. But we've got that option available to us. So two great questions. Thank you all for that. Jimmy, back on that trend question, that trend question is like what we find too is that someone will tell you that they've got a good product, they've got a good solution for you. And what we do is we challenge you know, them and challenge our customers and be like, okay, well, let's go. Here's our product. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we need to do. Show and demonstrate to us that you can do it. Uh, you know, and those that feel like they can do it will be very excited. They'll come in, they'll visit with you. They'll take your product. They'll They'll, 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 they'll send it to their lab, their R&D, whatever they have, and, and then have to prove, prove to you. So it's okay to push back on them and say, man, my door's wide open. If you got that good of a gadget or a widget, I'm your biggest fan. I just need you to prove to me and demonstrate to me that, that your solution is going to do what you say your solution should do. So it's okay to challenge them. Good points. I'm gonna pull the final curtain on the technology trends is anybody i give one last chance for a rapid fire drew any closing closing comments on technology you good you got to be adaptable be adaptable okay jordan you got a final final comment we're going to shift and go into customer sites i would just say embrace it embrace technology there's technology out there for everybody in any place at any time find the right partner get the right advice and, and, and start making an impact on your culture. Absolutely. It's all about making that we were, we were on the floor and I'm going to transition right now to the, uh, to the next one. If I can, it's, we're going to talk about go live week. And so ultimately this, this is a really good conduit or segue into go live week. So technology, whatever you my, my final comment would be is what you just said, Jordan, is it's all about making the humans that are out there doing the works life easier, more efficient, getting to the customers, um, satisfying your end, end user, whoever that may be, and, and ultimately creating more jobs, creating economic growth and, and getting your product to shelf and, and ultimately doing what you do best, what's your hedgehog. So that's how you can view technology. And we were there this week, we had, we had to go live in Texas um, and we were able to, to feed uh, about, what was it, Drew, 150, 200 people. We brought in a couple of food right. trucks and 
Man, I, I got in a trailer and was helping them load some of it day one to go live because I still love to do that sometimes. Just, you don't get to do it real often. So I got in and helped them. They had a little surge. They backed up. And uh, those people work so hard. Those those employees that work in these warehouses day in, day out, they, they've got some really tough jobs. So anywhere we can help with that technology, it's a great thing. But yeah, let me ask you a question. Let me ask a question. Yeah. So that's now two days that since we've done, do we now have a Zion wrapped food truck, Jimmy? <laughs> Is it on the back? We've got, so I, I'll, okay. I'll cheat and tell Zion you, I've always got, I've got a draft in an email or I've got a word <laughs> document or somewhere that as ideas pop in, I put them on a sheet. I've got about 400 ideas that have not come, but I did write down, well, how could we have our own food truck? Food truck, absolutely. Diversify yeah, the business. It. It right. looks really hot, Chuck. It looks super hot in that food truck because it was really hot outside the food truck. And I glanced in the food truck. To, I'm an industrial engineer, so I wanted to see the makeup and how it worked. There was a little little air conditioner, a little mini split that just couldn't be doing a good job on the guys. And I looked in there and I was like, man, it's hot. It is it is hot in there. Let me let me show a little video and have fun. So if you just joined us or if you're still on, keep commenting. We love the interaction. You all, great questions you all are asking. Keep commenting that. Uh, here's a, a fun little video, hopefully that works. We'll see if it works real quick. Covis, as you all have seen, uh, we put in a bunch of racky, what, what's their slotting plan, what's their processes need to look like. We'll switch back and we made a fun little video about that. I don't know if it, it showed up well, but we're trying stuff out, so it's good. So. Go live week. Who uh, who wants to kick it off? Who uh, who wants to start? Maybe I'll start with uh, Chuck. Why don't we start? With yeah, Chuck? go live week is just uh, you know we we're talking about this. Chuck. Yes, Chuck, we got we got yeah. like we got like ten minutes though. So what are you what are you saying? Sales, maybe sales, somebody sales. else. Maybe somebody else will take it. Then. I'll let you go first. So we'll okay, you like an anchor on the backside. But let's all right, really. get like you cut minutes. you cut me off. <laughs> whenever, you're, whenever I get going, just say stop. Go live week for us. It's uh, super important. Um, you know, we we this is this is we've got processes. You should all have processes. So let's go with that. Everybody should have a process on go live week. What's go live week look like? What are you going to do? A lot of times, you guys as our customers think, well, hey, it's on you guys for go live week, and it is. We'll, we'll have a go live a go live week, but you also have to have your processes and things you do and your staffing and partners and. And, and we really want to simulate, you know, as best we can, a peak situation. And we want to talk about, hey, if, if, if this doesn't work or that doesn't work, what's our contingency plan? We've got a lot of contingency plans, and they're kind of set aside, and we never need to use them. But, man, it's so nice when something comes up and we're like, mm, it's just not working the way that it should. Hey, here's our contingency plan. Here's what we said, because you ultimately have to get your orders out to your customers, and you want to make the go live transparent. So, our team will spend a lot of time through documentation and a process that we, we follow just to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success. And we love to have the ops team, the facilities team, and everybody engaged to try and shoot holes and what could go wrong. And let's think it through. Let's whiteboard it. And let's make sure that, you know, we're collectively ready and we've got an executable plan. So just from opening comments on the critical and how important it is to make sure you got a good go live process. Got it. Hey, Drew, you want to jump in there and go go with yours? Well, it's all about the preparation, right? The communication, preparation, and planning leading up to that day as much as possible and leave yourself enough time and to be honest and uh, 
you know, this one we've been very, I want to say we've been very blessed with, you know, very minor things that have popped up, but I, that's on purpose though. That's by design. We went through and said, Hey, let's go through and put this in there to make sure we're trying this out before, you know, Tuesday hit. And, and what happened Tuesday went off without a hitch. You know, the, we have, this is a unique situation where you have a customer and boots who's using a 3PL who's running the business and you've got to manage both expectations, but you've got the entire C-suite at the customer walking around and just so excited. They have this new warehouse and new process and no issues. And I think a lot of that's because of the effort you put into it, you know, it's just like sports, a lot of preparation equals success. And I think that uh, we do a pretty good job of that. We can always be better, but um, the amount of attention, making sure that everybody understands what's going on, pushing our, OE, pushing our partners as well to make sure that they're doing the same thing that we're going to do. Right. It's got to be the same experience, whether it's a Zion shirt or a partner shirt, et cetera. And, um, and then at the end of it, once it's all done, sit down with your partners and, and, and your customer and Hey, what can we do better? What, you need to do better and make sure that we all have that alignment. So the next, cause we want to do this again. It's not just one, right? We want to do four, five, six, seven, 20, 30 projects. So. It's all good feedback. I, I think I'd interject is you, you, we've got our slide deck that we go in. How do you introduce yourself for the first time to people? And so some of this, again, Chuck and Jordan and Drew say this is that we've done it for, we got, you're looking at 95 plus years of experience sitting on the phone right now and that what what's that mean it doesn't mean anything other than we've we've been there we've done it uh we've been through we've been through the challenges we've had to rise to to the problems and the issues and that's the only thing we can promise a customer a new customer when we sit down for the first time is like listen the only thing we can tell you is going to happen and go live for sure is there's going to be a few things that pop up and then we've got what we call the Zion commitments that come through to it. And so I, I just, I'm going to hit them off real quick. It's just full transparency. We, we will always be there with full transparency. We won't surprise you. As soon as we know something, you know about it. Some of the way that we feel like you can be, you, you just, it's, they're going to come up, you knock them down. You have a plan for it. Like Chuck said, you plan for the worst case. You hope it never happens. If it does, you go out and you pull that folder out and you've got it. Uh, we'll always meet you in the middle. It's not always that one of the big things, from, from my experience has been is when you get in the middle of a go live, like you got to meet in the middle, there's going to be, there's going to be some challenges that come up. It can't be, it's not all about Zion, but it can't all be about the customer or the partner or whatever on the other side, you get right in the middle of the ring, you figure out what needs to change and you make those changes. And then we we've hit on it, but real time communication and discuss and establish expectations, communication. So we, uh, and then schedule milestone tracking is the last one I'd say is like when you know what's coming at you, then it's less surprises. It's if you feel comfortable, you've walked through it. And the delivery go live side is the less glamorous side, I think, of our industry and our business, but it's so important. And we feel like we're really, really good at it. We take a lot of pride in it. We spend a lot of time on it because, again, memorable experiences. What do you remember? You remember that that's where some of our strongest relationships come from. And, and we want it to be good because we're out there in the middle. We'll, we'll never leave. We never walk away until it's right. And it's what we said we were going to do. And, and it goes well. And most of the times, like Drew said, you spend all this time, you, you do a lot of prep work. And then, man, Monday and Tuesday come and it goes great. You got happy customers. You got a happy C-suite. You just, it's a memorable experience. So, Jordan, you got anything you want to add to go live? You've, you've been through no, you recently. Yeah. No, I think you guys hit it all. I mean, I, I think the big things is you certainly have to be prepared. You have to have the presence. You have to have the knowledge. I think that's 
one of the things that makes us unique is that you're, you know the four of us are on the phone here, all the co-founders of the company, and our success comes from being tied in to the projects that we are working on. You know, we we want to have visibility. We want to be aware when when somebody calls. We want to have answers, not hey, I don't know what's going on. Let me check. Right. So that's our commitment. That's what that's who we are. It's who we want to be. It's who we'll continue to be. Um, and then certainly acknowledging the fact that things will go wrong. Um, and that's just where it's about transparency, expectations, and the relationships you have. So uh, I think you guys all said it well. And just really, it's just a, a recap of what the three of you already offered. Perfect. So we're going to ask the audience now. So if you just joined us or if you've been on for a while, we're, we're at about 47 minutes. We're going to wrap this up. We said we'd do it in under 60 minutes. I think things are going pretty well for our very first live LinkedIn uh, experience with this. So you're on the the Zion experience, we call it the TZE. It's our very first attempt. You get the four co-founders and um, leadership team, part of the leadership team for, for Zion on. And we've been going through technology trends and we're going through right now just a go live week, what happens. And we'd love to hear hear from uh, the audience that's out there. we got a big showing. I see any out there. I've done any's live several times. He does it through LinkedIn. So it's a little different flavor. And he might, we might inspire you to do it this way one time, but mm. uh, you all, you all have a really good one. I'd jump, jump on any just super positive, upbeat, inspirational guy. I, I know my, my partners here haven't met any yet, but just good guy to get on and talk to and doing a lot of good things for a lot of, a lot of human beings. And, uh, and he's from, from, uh, England. So he's just outside a little bit outside of London. Um, so we're glad to have him, but any, any, uh, any questions from the audience, Jacob, I don't know if we've got any questions out there and, while we're waiting on maybe a couple questions to come in just to the team. If you have one tip, um, if you had a tip or trick for go live week, tip or trick, let me speak and slow down. What would you say? What was it? What's a tip or trick for go live week? Anybody got any? That's the most quiet yeah, trick I have. <laughs> it took 49 minutes, but we talked over ourselves. Drew, big guy, go. Tip or trick, what'd you say? No, I was just saying we're all quiet at the same time because it's like you've done all the work to get to go live week. I don't, I don't quite frankly, a little stumped on any tricks. I'm going to throw one out. I think constant communication. I think it's, it's overlooked, but you see it and people appreciate, you know, it, it feels a little bit over, but like a midday and end of day report, it's just a good, good habit to get in. Your customers appreciate it. Go in and see. Go find the operational leader. Go talk to them and give them a real update and then just, you know, uh, document it. Send it out. Great week. Had these challenges. Had this challenges. That's that's just real-time expectations going through it because their head's probably on fire. We that operated this week was like she did such an awesome job, but she had 25 things going on and they're prepping for the C-suite and their customer to come in. So, Maybe a, maybe a little daily, midday, in the day status report. Really quick. Doesn't have to be a big production. Just bullet points work. A text works. That's what we did this week. Yeah, I want to add, I think, I think, you know, just a tip is make sure that all of your partners that helps you bring the system together are all up to speed of what the plan is. Make sure everyone's aligned on the expectations. Make sure you've got a point of contact for each of those. And make sure you've got on-site representation because you just don't know. It doesn't matter how much you test. You can test and test and test. But something will happen that you didn't test. And you want to have the people there to fix it. It's my tip. 
Yeah, and then a little a little bit of uh, gray hair here speaking, but my tip would be is go with your gut. If your gut says you feel like something's not ready, if your gut says I feel like we should be, you know, retest this, my gut says I feel like we should have technical support, go with your gut. It'll never let you down. And it's okay to push back and be like, you know what, I'm just going to have more com more confidence and, and comfort if we, if we do do these things. So it's uh, we encourage it because – your gut's going to help us be better as well. So just go with your gut. Speaking Kevin, of gut. I do have one, Jimmy, and I think it goes back to Kevin. Celebrate. Don't be afraid to celebrate, even though things are going to happen, right? Yes. Get excited. Like That ops team, I mean, folks, I can't get into the story, but they've been struggling for over a year without space and volume and everything else to watch everybody literally cheer because they were getting food trucks. And got to take a couple hours out because things were going smooth. Who cares what else happened that day, right? Celebrate. It's change. It's positive change. That's what I was going to say up here. Here, trust your gut. Celebrate. So the best tip we can give is go get a couple food trucks. People like to eat. <laughs> they love to be appreciated. The power of a simple thank you sometimes, and you're doing a good job, and the encouragement when you're in that is is just, you know, everybody likes an affirmation some need it more than others but just a simple you're doing a great job thank you that's what that's what we try to do that's all part of the memorable experience so feed them that was the big guys he had a really great we said what can we do that's different and special at this go live and i think he he bit off more than he could chew because <laughs> it wasn't easy to get the food trucks coordinated but he did a great job and we uh we had a we had a we had a really good day and I get I get so much when I go out. I get so much excitement of seeing what we've worked on for months built and going live and going well and going right and then seeing the, the associates day easier and better. It's just it's a really good feeling when you can really help others. And uh it was a good day. Yep. We got any other questions out there? Is that is that a wrap? Any just asked. Any just asked. Yes, you should expect not expect you should plan for something to have a problem to be solved let's say that you should plan for a problem to be solved we walk in very first thing in the morning we got a bunch of patches backed up and it was because the operations team flooded the system and they were loading in the wrong door they had a loader in the wrong door, right so we were able to get through it wasn't a big deal it wasn't a systemic issue but yeah you're going to see things that happen that aren't perfect and that's part of learning and that's okay it's just having the ability to solve it and you said part of that planning drew just not to go off too far off but like any any's not in a warehouse with us but any if you've got a taper in a warehouse it seems like a simple thing if you've got a panda that's in a warehouse it seems like a simple thing um, you can test it you can do all the commissioning you can be ready for it, but you still need that technician best day ever if they sit over in a chair all day or they sit up in a conference room and you never need them um, our partners in matthews we always have on-site support we talk through that during the contract process as we're developed here's what success looks like you're going to want to invest in having somebody there the first week you might want to invest in having them there two weeks depending on the size and scale of the system but be prepared have those technicians there have people on site and that's what we do that's what we think through that's what our experience just brings to the table because I tell you there's not a worse feeling in the world than you're out there and a, something simple like a, a taper's not working and you've got to go figure out why the air pressure's not working and you don't have anybody can rely on and, and fix it so 
we learned that a long time ago. That's that's the best practice. But great question. We see you out there, Pete Wheeler. Thanks for joining, Pete. Pete, this is our first live experience, and it's Pete's first live experience. So Pete's part of our advisory board. So we're glad to have him out there. Uh, Any appreciate the the comments, brother. Really, really appreciate those. We got Steve Walker. Um, Steve Walker just added a a question. I think Jacob. Some of these comments are coming in out of order. So if I missed anybody. We're glad everybody that, that came on. So Steve Walker asked, seeing a lot of positions open in the distribution AI um, space, machine learning space. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Very informative. Appreciate the feedback, Steve. Yeah, feedback. yeah man. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was just, uh, I was just, just going to say that we're going to run out of time. So, so in, in sake of time, what I would say to everybody out there would be very beneficial for us is that you guys are aware this is our first time doing this. What's most important to us is that we're doing this um, just just as an educational opportunity. And again, an opportunity just to share, just to spitball, and just to, again, uh, just take away a few little nuggets. So would love to get your feet, anybody that's out there, your honest, candid feedback. Uh, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We, we're, we're tough. You know, loved it, liked it, talked too much, wasn't relevant, not enough content, great content. Uh, would sit in on it again. So just asking for your guys' feedback. Uh, it only makes us better and makes these sessions better. So appreciate everybody jumping on today and being a part of it. And love to hear your feedback. Just my closing comments. Jacob's told me, Chuck, excellent. Great comments, and I'll, I'll give everybody a chance to roll through. Somebody just tried to come through my door, see? So the door locked work. <laughs> but, uh, Save that for next time. I, I, we, we, I think we've had 35, 40 people that have joined throughout. So we see we can't we can't see who joins unless you comment on it. But we, we'd love you to comment if you're still on. And Jan, we see you out there. Uh, appreciate the comment. Appreciate it back. But we we had 35, 40 people, so. I'm going to say awesome. it was a success for, for Lunch and Learn One, and we'd love to do this more. Uh, before I go into final comments, let me tell you what I transitioned to on the board. There's a new technology called Slido that we saw at the Mahita conference, which was pretty cool. It's an audience interaction tool. We're trying to figure out, does it make sense to use in these? And it's just real-time polling. Um, it's super easy to go to. So just type in the Slido.com. You enter the number, just 199, or you can... If you want to be a little more advanced, take a picture of the QR code. It'll take you right there. You can. You don't have to sign up for an account. You can if you want. And we just got one question we'd like the audience, if you're on, to answer. Is what is your key takeaway from this LinkedIn Live um, event that we had? And uh, Jacob may put another one out. Look, we've already got some votes coming in, so appreciate it. Um, it's really, do you have, did you get industry knowledge? Did you get more, learn more maybe about Zion? Did you get thought leadership that you didn't have coming into it? Um, but if you've got any feedback, we'd love your feedback. We're doing this for you all. Uh, we're doing this because we, we want to be different and we want to educate people. And we feel like we've got a lot of thought leadership and industry knowledge to share. And uh, we're just excited. We're excited about Zion. We're excited to share with you all. We're proud of what we, the company and the team that we're putting together and the customers that we get to help. And we just, I know I wear everybody out. If you're on my LinkedIn, you know I wear, I wear you out. And uh, it's been very intentional to get the, the awareness out, but it's all within, it's all about how do we help others? How do we, how do we love, serve, care, and help others, right? Memorable experiences and guide intelligent change. So I left you a minute and a half, Jordan and Drew, final thoughts, and we'll, we'll call it a wrap. 
I just feel like it was a lot of fun. This is what we enjoy doing. It's just talking. This isn't pre-scripted. This is when we set out to do the Zion experience. There is a recorded version we do. We'll have some guest speakers and other things on. See if you, have, if you haven't had a chance, check that out. It's a little bit more focused on individual topics, but this is this is just what we we enjoy doing. So glad it went off. Minimal issues and happy to do it. I can't believe it's been 15 months. Like every time I look at the calendar, it's been 15 months since we kicked off Zion. And uh, if it wasn't for our customers, our partners, and it's, it's been amazing, guys. And thank you. I'll leave it at that. Well, I, think, I don't think you can say it better than that. So thank you. Thank all of you all. Have a great day. Get on Slido. We appreciate all of you all. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks a lot.